What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? Hey, welcome back to another episode. It's your girl, Ty. And Carla. And you are listening to the It's Not Your Diary podcast, where we talk about tough topics and using our faith, but also journaling at the same time. And this is episode four. And I have a quote for y'all. You know, this is the first quote of the season. Um, So... You can try to guess what the topic is, but you already know what it is. Faith is war. Faith is a battle. Faith is a long fight. Faith is a good fight. And this quote is actually by Mark Altrock. I hope I said that right. (laughs) Um, And that actually leads me right into our topic for this episode, which is, Carla, what is the internet rabbit hole? So the rabbit hole of the internet is the never-ending path into the unknown. One thing leads to another, and then suddenly you're learning about everything and anything under the sun. So, yeah, basically it is what it says it is, a giant hole that you fall into and you never come out of it. Yeah, I've gotten trapped in this rabbit hole Mm -hmm. recently. But this is like my first time I think I've ever really gotten trapped in it. And then I was telling Carla, like, you know, I've just been diving too deep. (laughs) <laughs> the vision board party, I'm just like, yeah, too deep. And I didn't really understand it, but I started feeling like super overwhelmed. And I think it started because I was on Clubhouse and I was listening to them saying something. And I'm like, yeah, I need to go research this. And, you know, I went to research it. And that one led to another, led to another. And then I started to just feel like terrible. So... How about you, Carl? You ever got trapped in the rabbit hole? Okay, so let me share this. The first time I ever even heard about a rabbit hole was when I was listening to a podcast from the New York Times, and it's called The Rabbit Hole. Mm -hmm. It is so good. If you have time, go check it out. And basically, in this little podcast, they're talking about how this guy gets trapped by the YouTube algorithms. And he started off watching one thing and ends up being like a racist. And it's just crazy. But I have found myself in rabbit holes. And unfortunately, it's been like the Christian rabbit holes. And it was, like you said, Ty, so overwhelming. I'm like, oh, my God, am I doing this right? Like, um, am I listening to the right preachers? How can I really be a child of God, if I'm not doing this, this, and that. I had seen a video on YouTube where this girl was like condemning Pastor Michael Todd. And I was like, dang, I love Pastor Michael Todd. Like he brings so much joy. You know, he brings, God really uses him to speak to me. And I was worried. I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I listening to a person of faith or am I listening to what do they call that? A, a, a Pharisee, a false preacher. <laughs> so I was worried. And I'm like, dang. And so, and then on TikTok, oh my gosh. I especially hate when I'm scrolling through Christian TikTok and I stop on a video and I have somebody yelling at me, telling me I'm doing something wrong, that I'm lukewarm. And I'm just like, oh no, I can't deal with this. Let me get off of this. Okay. You, you talked about how you were feeling overwhelmed. I also was feeling overwhelmed. And just thinking about that, you sent me a YouTube video and then I was watching, and it, we might actually add it to the um, show notes. 
but it just showed like hearing her speak it was like wow like we're not the only people that feel like this right and even for like like young people in Christ you want to be careful like the things that you like take on because you might not understand them and it was just a definition of how the devil like really uses our faith against us and like he's trying to break us so like he can't necessarily take our faith away because we love God so much and we like our faith is unshakable like I'm gonna love God for the rest of my life there's nothing that he can do but what he can do is then like use that to manipulate us into thinking like oh we're better than other people or like just to be judgmental and like pointing a finger when like if some like how do I know that you should be telling me this? And I think that's where the discernment comes in because like how the enemy tries to use our faith against us is just so like toxic. It's just it's terrible. Like how could you do that? But we might not even realize that he's doing it. And I feel honestly like that's how the church not all churches, not kingdom churches, but just regular um, man-ran church. I feel like that's how they kind of got off path. You know how like mm-hmm. so many people were getting hurt. It was like they might have been preaching certain things wrong. And it was like, no, the devil, they had faith. They believe in God. But like how he manipulates the faith, once you're at a certain level, it's like you're not a super, super young Christian, but you're not an old Christian either. And, you know, he... Um, tries to come in and like take us off course Mm -hmm. so going back to how i had sent tyra this youtube video of a youtuber her name is tamara slay and she basically made a video about uh, up sorry the youtuber's name is tamara slay and she basically makes a video about the theological rabbit hole that she fell into And she, I actually seen her video where she condemned Pastor Michael Todd. And that was the the thing that got me questioning, like, what I was doing, what I was watching, who I was listening to. And when I seen her post this video, I was like, I, I was shook. I was like, wow, like, she humbled herself so much and was able to say, you know what, I was wrong. I seen things wrong. Um, I was manipulated by the enemy. Mm -hmm. And this is how she tells you, like, how she fell into it, how she got out of it. And it's just really good. You should check it out if you're feeling overwhelmed. It was just, like you said, so nice to see that somebody else was struggling with that. And we're not the only ones. We're not the only crazy ones that feel this way. Yeah. And I don't hear a lot of people talking about it at all. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever heard anyone until her. And so, like, once I heard it, I'm like, wow, like, God is on time because... Like, I was just feeling like, dang, like, am I doing things right? Like, I started questioning all these things, but it's like, where is my heart? Is my heart in a place where I'm doing something intentionally and, like, not understand? Like, I just started having all these thoughts, and I was just like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, for real. It's it's funny because I notice a lot of videos is always telling you, what you're doing wrong. Mm. That's a majority of the videos that I see on TikTok, on YouTube. And I'm just like, why are you focused on what I'm doing wrong? Like, if anything, I should be in relationship with God and God should be telling me what I'm doing wrong. You know what I mean? I don't need somebody that I don't know telling me what I'm doing wrong. Of course, there is guidance. But like you said, having discernment is so important 
Because when we have discernment, we know where that word is coming from, if it's coming from a good or a bad place. Yeah. Trusting our discernment, I think, is like the place that we have to get to when it comes to the rabbit hole. It's like, how can we not get trapped in it? And, you know, if we are on Clubhouse, on TikTok, on Instagram, like whatever we're on, wherever we are, it's like having the discernment to know when we being led in the wrong direction and also having a discernment to know like when you need to be praying, when you need to be fasting. Mm-hmm. Because those things, I feel like it's what really will help us not get trapped in the rabbit hole because it's like, oh, I already know scroll past this or this is just a time when God is trying to show me that I need to be off social media spending more time with him getting in my word talking to him more um just building our intimate relationship versus like being on social media because like what if it's just God showing us that we need to be focused more on the relationship with him right that's why we need to leave really leave religion and get into relationship I think that was the hugest turning point for me is when, because, you know, I did grow up Christian. I grew up going to church X amount of times a week mm-hmm. and that wasn't doing anything for me. Yeah, Not at all. And it's when I finally got into relationship with God that I realized, okay, I need to, like you said, spend time talking to him, reading his word, because this is how he's going to talk specifically to you. He uses pastors and, you know, like very spiritual friends to help guide you and lead you. But he also wants to talk directly to you, mm-hmm. you know? Right, because if he could talk directly to us, it's like we don't, we won't be putting other people above him. You know, like if we need something, we can go directly to him. We don't exactly. need to go search on YouTube to figure out what something is if, if like, I needed to, if I needed clarity on something that I heard, I should have took it straight to him and I went and looked it up. And I feel like that was like the lesson that I learned from the rabbit hole. Like you need to be more more obedient in your walk with Christ and like going directly to him with your concerns and with the things that he probably would have given me. uh, Well, actually he did give me a different, um, a different perspective I would say and I actually want to share it because when I was like doing my um, research not my research but I was having time with God and then I was praying because I wanted him to give me a word and the first thing that popped into my head was really just like being armored like if I was armored when I went into a certain area I would have had what I needed to know and to discern what was going on and I wouldn't have needed to go search for anything. So in my preparation um, with God, the one thing that popped into my head was the Nate Robinson and the Jake Paul fight and how Nate Robinson got knocked out. Like after he had been talking all this stuff, you know, he's from the streets. He know how to fight. Was starting training, what, like three weeks before? I don't know. Guys out there, if you're listening you know what I'm trying to say. He got knocked out in the second round. And <laughs> it was like at the beginning, he was fighting. He was just like so tired. You could tell like every time he fell down, he was just like, he couldn't even get back up. So um, I wasn't really surprised. But when it was happening, 
and him not being able to stand up, him being so exhausted, like that's sometimes how we are when we go into certain areas and you know it's just the beginning we're still babies in our faith and we don't we haven't prepared we don't have what we need to go into certain rooms um you know certain social media be having certain conversations with people because that can really affect us we get overwhelmed um, we get knocked out and then it's like we get discouraged because it's like i don't want this relationship where I'm constantly getting knocked down. I feel so confused because we don't have on the armor that we need to go forward in our relationship with God. So, I mean, Carla, what are your, what are your thoughts just on not being armored in faith? Okay. So I feel very strongly that if you're not taking that time to get in relationship with God, you're setting yourself up for failure mm-hmm. because it's like you say, Nate Robinson, we, I don't, girl, I don't know what happened with him, but I just knew I woke up the next morning and I heard that he lost a fight and everybody was like making fun of him. Yeah. But I don't know. Was this guy training? Like we as Christians, we are running a race and we've mentioned this before. Like we have to hit the spiritual gym daily. Mm -hmm. You know, it is so important, so crucial that we're getting in the word of God. We're getting in that time to hear from God, to speak to God, because that's when you can get armored up. Like, how are you going to go into battle and you don't have a clue of what's going on? And, you know, I was, I was listening to a sermon and I believe the pastor was saying that when David was going into war, some of the people's job was just to have discernment. That's how important it is to have discernment. Like that you're called. Yeah. To know, to know what, have we said what discernment is? No. So that's why it's so important to have discernment. And what is discernment? Discernment is the ability to tell what is truth and what is a lie. You're not going to be able to have discernment if you're not spending time with God because you're not going to know how your father speaks. Mm-hmm. What is he saying? It's like any other relationship. If you like you and your husband, you you got you know how he talks, you know how he walks, you know how he does certain things because you live with him, you sleep with him, you eat with him. That's the same way we have to be with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's crazy? Like what just popped into my head is just like in today's day and age, our lack of like true intimate relationship, just like with everybody in our lives, like phones, electronics, everything, social media, it all has just really affected the way we communicate and the way that we build relationships. So even like our relationship with God, we don't we don't even have the things that we necessarily need or we don't put things in place to allow us to grow really. You know, we are we live in a society where we're okay with just being who we are, where we are, and being confused and letting the world just guide us, just mm-hmm. believing everything that we see on social media, believing posts from somebody who, like, you don't know what spirits are attached to them. We don't know what uh, what they do in their free time, but we're believing, like, celebrities and all these people. We believe things that they post because we don't have the discernment. We right. Right. 
And I think that point that you brought up about um, how we like as a culture move with relationships, that is, that is so good. I'm so glad you said that because it is so popular these days to not even get to know the person that you're courting or dating or a lot of people, you, you just, it's a one hit. Wait, what do you call that? Okay. It is so, yeah, okay. <laughs> it is so important because a lot of people nowadays, they're just hidden and quitting it. You know, nobody's taking time to get to really know a person because they're scared because they don't want to invest. And we have to invest into God, just as God invests into us. So yeah. I'm happy you said that because that's such a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And investing, that's another thing. Like a lot of people don't invest in, in themselves, in their relationships, in their businesses. Like we don't live in that type of culture. Mm-hmm. Like people just plan to do something and then they do it. And that also is just like with discernment, we can go forward and know like, okay, I'm planning. I got God. Like I'm fasting. I, me fasting is me investing in my relationship with God. Yeah. Me fasting is me investing in my um, in more discernment, like fasting for those things, those spiritual gifts that you need to enhance so that you are armored up. Because when you invest, it's armoring you up. Yeah. Armoring up for the um, faith war. Faith is war. <laughs> yeah, that quote was so good. Faith is war. Faith is a battle. Faith is a long fight, but faith is a good fight. It is. I didn't um, realize, like, when I first saw it, I'm like, faith is war. What? I feel like faith is war because <laughs> I be going against myself sometimes. I be having to, like, check myself. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And one thing I wanted to say was like, just be careful, like really be careful when entering into certain conversations, certain rooms, and just when you aren't prepared, it can just be really dangerous. I know I said that, but I want to make sure I say it again for us babes, us little babies in faith. Because if we aren't armored up, it's just going to be hard. Like, It'll be hard. It'll make us take steps backwards that we don't need. It's like, you know, you might have taken 10 steps forward, but now you find yourself back where you started because you might not have been armored up. So it just protects you in the long run. That even goes for um, relationships with certain people. Like sometimes God even isolates us to armor us. Mm -hmm. So like you might have certain people in your life who every time you're around them, you are a certain person. Because I feel like that's how I was for a while. And I felt like I just kept isolating me. And I'm like, why? And he's like, because when you're in this type of environment, you take your armor off. You leave it at the door. And, like, you have to keep it on. Like, and um, you have to keep it on and just keep moving forward. But really trusting that God has us where we need to be when we're supposed to be there. And trusting that we don't have to go seek more. And simply doing what he's asked us is like enough. Like if God told me to pray, like you need to pray and fast and you need to do that consistently, I'm going to do that until he gives me new direction. Why am I going to research something? Because I heard it on Clubhouse. Am I being obedient? No, I'm not. I'm not doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. I'm trying to do what I think I should be doing. And that's not helping my faith. In fact, it's hurting me. 
because once I'm doing that, it's like I'm not I'm not operating out of discernment. Um, in fact, really just not preparing myself at all for the war. And that's why I was getting so overwhelmed because I was just like, what is going on? And, you know, so I was going to ask you, like, so these conversations that you were listening to on Clubhouse, do you feel like it had more to do with religion than relationship? Because I tend to see, or for what, from what I've noticed, mm-hmm. is the videos that I have come across that make me feel uncomfortable, they're always more about, like, the religious views on something rather than the relational view that God has. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was more about religion. And it was also, too, like, me in that moment, I was like, okay, um, I realized that my I'm tied to certain people. Like, my purpose is tied to certain people. So it's certain people that I should be listening to and certain people I shouldn't be listening to. Because I, they might not even be saying something that's completely wrong. Mm-hmm. It, they might be speaking to a certain person. But because I'm listening, I'm fully open to receiving it because the people that I am tied to, I'm fully open to receiving everything that they're saying. And I can be open with them because my soul is tied to theirs. So once I realized that, I'm like, okay, it's not that they might be saying something that's terrible. They're saying something that's not for me for this season in my life. And I can't be listening to this because it's not for me. Like, Mm-hmm. It wasn't even that it was a bad thing that they were saying. Like, I've even heard it before, but coming from them, it just made me feel a certain way because it wasn't for me. It, it wasn't something that I needed to hear from them. Ooh. Okay. So there's a couple things I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. So while I was, you know, looking into all this, I ran across Acts chapter 9, 1 through 22. And here we're talking about Saul who becomes Paul. And Paul was a great example of how we can let religion get in the way of true relationship with God. So Paul was Jewish. He had Jewish beliefs. And he felt so strongly about his religious beliefs that he persecuted Christians. So he felt so strongly, you know, religiously that that led him to kill thousands and thousands of Christians. And it wasn't until he became blind that God blinded him, that he was able to realize who the Lord was. If you have time, go back and read that story. It's very interesting. You know, he comes out changed drastically from that encounter with God. He comes out girl, just running to represent Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, and from his, from his story in the Bible, we can see that obedience results from a relationship with God. The closer you um, become to God, the more you want to obey what he says and bring glory to his name. It doesn't work the other way around where you obey religious rules and stuff like that, because that will never create or earn that relationship that you make with God. It's not about following those set of rules. It's about, I want to be in relationship with God. And because I'm in relationship with him, I'm going to do everything in my will to bring glory and honor to his name and make kingdom moves. He knows scripture. The enemy is not stupid. We like to say that he's dumb and blah, 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 but he's not. He's kind of slick, you know, and he's a planner. He is definitely a planner. 
He knows scripture. And we can see this when Jesus goes into fasting. He tries to manipulate the scripture to tell Jesus to break his fast by telling him to turn the stones into bread. But Jesus shoots right back at him. And he's like, okay, well, the Bible says that we need more than bread for just this life. And that's why I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep saying it. It's so important to dive into your word. And I can tell you firsthand, I was so lazy for this. I would not read my Bible. I thought it was the most boringest thing ever. But as I've continued to dive into the Bible and stories of different people, it's very interesting. It's almost... It's almost like we call them telenovelas in Spanish, the <laughs> drama series. It's crazy. Some of the things in there be crazy. Like you really have to read and just start wherever in the Bible. Who cares? You don't have to read it a certain way. Just find a book that's interesting to you. Go on Google and look up like little summaries of each book and just start reading your Bible, guys. It's so important so you can get that discernment. Yeah, same here. I didn't really understand either. I just started really like fully doing like a full study on my own like one verse writing taking notes and like I finally like understand it at like a completely different level like before I shied away from it because I didn't even understand it but now every time I'm reading I'm like like God like he's always saying the same thing in a different way like you mm-hmm. be telling the same story with a different group of people yeah. So it's like you start to realize like, okay, well, God, this is what I should be doing when I'm in this type of situation, when I'm feeling this type of way. So yeah, getting into your Bible, it'll definitely open up the floodgates for you building that intimate relationship, getting that discernment. So that was good. I love that. And Paul, he was just, he, Saul was a hot Saul was a hot mess. He he thought he thought he was doing everything right. I'm telling you guys, go back and read the story. Read about Saul slash Paul. He's a crazy character. To see where he was and how God used his past to like bring purpose forward. Paul was out here murdering Christians and he yes. wrote so many great books in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I know. Crazy part. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, man, you can take somebody like Saul and turn him into Paul imagine what he could do with us exactly. i would just like to share that i know i am not the only person who struggles with discernment when i started my relationship with god i had no idea whether or not i was listening to god's voice sometimes i still struggle with that guys that is okay that's fine don't don't think that you need to know exactly what god is saying another thing i learned during trying to get discernment is You need to wait on God's response. God is not always going to respond right after you pray. At least in my case, sometimes I've had to wait a week for a response, a month. Like it's all on God's timing. And when I was feeling like I couldn't hear from God or I couldn't, you know, I didn't have any discernment. One day I was reading in the Bible and it said that, did you know that the Holy Spirit prays for us? I didn't know that. Like when you don't know what to say, and you're praying, the Holy Spirit will pray over you because he knows exactly what you need Mm -hmm. at that moment. And I thought that was so beautiful. So when I pray and I feel like I don't know what else to say, I just say, Holy Spirit, pray for me because you know what I need best for myself at this moment. You know that 
I may not understand what I'm reading. Just just help me. Before you read your Bible, ask God to give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. He will give it to you. He will give you wisdom if you seek it. He's not going to give just anybody wisdom. You have to work for that. Yeah. You know? And then um, just closing a uh, closing out thought that I had was uh, I was reading Philippians 1, 9 through, 12, through 10. And I believe it's Paul. He's writing and he says, I pray that you will know God better and better. Pray that you will understand all those things that are true. Then you will be able to choose what is the best way that you live. Paul is praying this prayer over believers because as we progress in our walk with God, so should our discernment increase. And that's just a prayer that I'm going to be praying for everybody because we all need that. We all need that that knowledge, that discernment. So yeah, th- those are my final thoughts, girl. <laughs> That's good though. That's good. Because we might not know, like we might feel like because our relationship is not like somebody else's relationship, but like we all are gonna have our own relationship. So I just yes. wanna like encourage people, don't be like Nate Robinson. Invite God into the ring with you. Don't, yes. go, don't go in there unprepared. Don't feel like I can't go to God because I've done these things. Like you can go to him. It's okay. Like he wants to step into the ring with you. He wants to prepare you before you even get in the ring. He wants to prepare you. So um, making sure that you're just taking those steps and praying, praying the prayers, even if you feel like you don't know how to because for a long time I felt like I didn't know how to pray but like as long as you keep like putting one foot in front of the other like I always say like you'll get there you'll get to where he needs you to be yep mm-hmm. our journal assignment for this week is actually going to be I want y'all to write down what areas of my faith do I need to work on this week and that can actually be a journal that you do more often if you want to but yeah Asking yourself what areas of your faith you can be working on right now in this season. Also, update. I don't know if I said this on the last episode, but we will be doing, well, I will be doing Instagram lives. I don't know if Carla, she wants to be on there with me. She's more than welcome. But Thursdays at 7 p.m. I had a segment. I'm actually just going to wait, though. I had a new segment, but we're going to wait because we dropped a lot on y'all. So I'm going to let y'all process that. But did you have? Yes. I did want to share something, oh. y'all. So I made a fire playlist on Spotify. It's called Pure Chill, P-U-R-E, Chill, C-H-I-L-L. If you are looking for some great R&B Christian music, please go follow. You will find some truly juicy gems on there. I'm going to have to download Spotify just to get that. It's good. Girl, these songs have been... I love them. Okay, and I'm going to put that in the show notes, too. If you learned anything this episode, I want to encourage you to go leave us a review on iTunes and also share with at least one person that you know. And that wraps up this episode. We will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.